This is Aaron from Retro Obscura. When I'm not playing Hepburn Mataru Saragu on my Neo Geo MVS system, I'm listening to the SNES podcast. NES podcast with your hosts Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Super NES podcast. This is episode number sixty-two for your listening pleasure. Um, I am one of your regular hosts, Greg. Joined, uh, joined as always by my other regular co-host, George. That's me. Yes, and a, uh, we have a special treat for you today. Um, not only did we want to do a game that was in keeping with the season that we're currently in, uh, that is Christmas, um, but this is also the but this is also the first game we've covered on the podcast that that was a PAL exclusive release. Uh, we've done Japanese only games before, but this is our first like uh, PAL only release. But uh, um, the history of this game is actually pretty interesting, which we'll get into in a moment. But uh, we are covering one of the few christmas themed video games to, to, to video games to like the full scale full price commercial release uh the platformer game days before christmas uh which was developed uh by funcom and, and released by sunsoft uh for the super nes in 1994. so i knew about this game beforehand because it was covered in a podcast i think it was retro gaming roundup uh like several years ago um, that talked about it being like a pretty unique platformer game and a uh, platform game that you know they gave it a high marks. So being Christmas time, you know, I felt it was kind of appropriate, like appropriate to cover Christmas to a Christmas themed game. So um, this one and this one like filled the bill like pretty interesting. Uh, neither neither George or I had any history of this game actually playing it uh, before this podcast. So and George not the and George is not the most skilled platformer gamer out gamer out there, but. Uh, I think even he probably didn't have any too much problem like of this one. <laughs> I think some of the problem was that I suck. Yeah, yeah but this game is this game is pretty easy because it's not it's pretty easy as far as yes. platformers, platformers go because it's designed toward kids. So, but having said that, we'll talk about if any. Uh, but having said that, we'll get uh, uh, the main thrust of this podcast will be: is this game uh, any good for adults to play as well? So. Um, this game is a rather interesting history. Um, it, um, it was a. Um, it was originally. It was, really, like it was originally designed to be a Genesis game. Um, most Super NES games that got ported over Genesis were usually developed at the same time. Um, 
I usually the company would have in mind, okay, we want this game to come out on these two platforms, and they would assign different teams or different programmers to work on both versions of the, both, both versions of the game simultaneously uh, to be able to save uh, a hassle and time because um, because Super NES and Genesis do not share a common processor. Uh, a lot of a lot of famous computers and consoles share the same processor, uh, whether it's like part of the famous Z80 family, uh, like the M6300 processor. Uh, like whatever it was so porting the process of saying porting games programs between them is pretty easy um, because the code pretty much like runs the same but if the systems have different processors then you really have to design it kind of like from the ground up I mean some of the code can be shared and some of the code in this game was shared for example but um, the programming has to be done uh, like a much more uh, a much more like balanced and difficult approach so um, so um, uh, uh, so so Funcom is a name some of you out there may recognize because they did recognize because the company has done pretty well the, uh, recently. Um, they're a European company, so this is why the, 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 the Genesis and the Genesis version of the game was, the game was, originally, was originally targeted to be a power release only uh, uh, because of that. Um, they were founded in 1993, so they're a pretty new company. Like when this game like was developed, uh, they first handled a, uh, the, uh, they first handled a bunch of a bunch of movie adaptations and uh, adaptations um, and ports, like uh, ports, for example, for like for example, the, for example. The, the programmer who did this game, uh, his project project before this game, like was the like was the like was the uh, adaptation like of the uh, kids kids movie dinosaur story um, game. So, um, but in more recent years, the company's the, the company's also become well known for doing the uh, the MMO RPG uh, Age of Conan. Uh, they also. Uh, they also were uh, uh, they also are responsible for, like the Anarchy Online uh, game, the Secret World game, and the very famous uh, Longest Journey adventure series, uh, which just recently came out with their third and newest game uh, on Steam thanks to a Kickstarter campaign. So, um, uh, so they're like they're doing pretty well for themselves. So this is like one of their very, uh, so like very first games that they did. So the. Um, uh, Sunsoft uh, was given the rights to publish the game, uh, the Genesis version of the game, in, like in Europe, and eventually also Super NES port. Port like we decided to port the game over. Uh, we've not covered a Sunsoft game on, on this podcast yet. Sunsoft was one of the larger publishers uh, for North American game for, for like North American games back in the 80s and 90s. Um, they did a bunch of some of the best regarded NES and Super NES titles. Uh, like for example, like the Batman game, uh, like was theirs. Um, the Blaster Master series was uh, like was developed and published by Sunsoft. Uh, the Infamous game Fester's Quest, which which some people love and some people hate, uh, was also like one of their projects. And Sunsoft games are also very unique because of the fact that their musical soundtracks are very distinctive. I mean, I mean, especially more so more so the NES, but NES, but also sometimes like Super NES. You knew like you knew a Capcom game just a Capcom game like just by how the soundtrack sounded. You knew a Konami game just how the soundtrack sounded. Well, Sunsoft was the same way. Uh, their musical soundtracks are very like very unique and very well regarded. So, um, Genesis version came out also in 1994, and that game was only released for reasons I could not find out online, uh, in Germany and Australia. And that was it. So, uh, because they like those countries. Um, well, we'll just big, say, we'll just say that they're big gaming markets. I mean, like those two countries are definitely, are, de- are, are, are definitely, are definitely some of the biggest gaming markets in the world. Um, 
But the fact the game didn't get released in England or France, which also has like big uh, gaming uh, uh, um, gaming markets, I'm not, I'm not sure. That it just seems to be like a very curious choice. So, uh, so this like Super NES version was started about six months after six months after six months after they got they got the, they got the Genesis version, and that version was also planned to have North on that version on that version on that version on the Genesis version was always was always designed. To be to have to was always designed to have North American uh, release, um, but Sunsoft USA, uh, the obviously North American branch of Sunsoft, was having financial difficulties. Financial difficulties like at that time, and, 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 just, and just when the game was finished and ready to be released, uh, they closed the uh, they shut down the U.S. office. So like no official North American release of this game happened. Uh, the only country that the Super NES release got uh, released in was again Australia, which makes the Australian version of this game very, very expensive. If you want a copy on eBay, be prepared to shop major bucks for it. Uh, I've seen, I saw prices going starting. I, I saw the average the average price for a cart being sold on there was around 125 to 200 to 200 dollars. Wow. So yeah, very limited release. Luckily for us, the ROM has been the ROM has been released. Um, I guess kind of uh, 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 illegally uh, years later. So uh, the North American version um, of this game's ROM is available like online uh, that you can check out if you want to. And there's also repro cards available, like available on eBay for purchase, which will co- uh, which will cover in the eBay pricing uh, section of this podcast. But um, regardless, if you play the the, the PAL or the or, or the American version, uh, uh, like the game like an emulator, if you do go the emulation route because it certainly is cheaper and easier to go that way. Uh, the game plays the same. Uh, the modern emulators, you, you, uh, you know, like they don't auto detect the, the the ROM. You can also you can also go in and manually change how you want it displayed. So no problems there. So that's definitely one advantage we have over the old days. But uh, so this is your pretty. So this is a platformer, like I said. Um, it obviously has Christmas. Uh, obviously, as the name suggests, like, as the name suggests, it looks like this Christmas theme. Uh, the name, the name of the game is spelled D A Z E, as in like days, but uh, you know, as like days are confused. Um, they were getting kind of cute, like doing like the game name, I suppose. So um, there is a there is a plot to this game. It's kind of a silly plot, but. Um, um, you know, there was one. Um, the, uh, just before Christmas, uh, there was an evil snowman who cast a curse, uh, a curse like upon Sen's workshop, and imprisoned all the elves and captured his reindeer. Uh, so Santa has to go on a quest to to uh, to free his elves, recover the presents, uh, get his reindeer back, and, and then still, while he's doing that, also go about go about dropping off. Dropping on the presents down chimneys of houses in various places, in various countries like around the world, uh, to make sure the kids to make sure the kids like all the presents. So, um, platformer games not really known for their plot anyway. So, like it works. And like I said before, this game designed uh, like to be a very like you know kid friendly game. Um, there's a, there's kind of a cute but also groan inducing of a groan inducing um, uh, poem that's given out to you at the start of the game uh, across like three screens of text. That it's like it's it's silly, but it works. 
uh, kind of like a silly, uh, you know, silly poem. So I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> like I said again, it's time for kids. So, but you know, uh, try to so like so try to so so like if you have a, like a kid mentality playing this game, it certainly helps. So um, I did, but you know what? All I did was think about farts. It's really <laughs> weird. Um, the controls are like the controls of this game are very basic. Um, in fact, most of the buttons don't even do anything. Most of the buttons, most of the buttons, like don't even like do anything. It's a very simple game, but it, yeah. it it works. Yeah, one button attacks. Um, Santa can use kind of like ice, this lightning spell, I guess. Uh, Is it I, lightning? I thought it was like some kind of snow or some. It could be ice. Blue yeah. Unexplained magic. Yeah. So where he got this from is never explained. Just assume that Santa picked up a magic item somewhere. But he was born <laughs> with it. Santa's magical, Greg. So, yeah. One, so like one button attacks, um, and one button jumps. Uh, you also have your basic start button. There is a, uh, uh, you can't play this game like either one or two players. So, uh, two player is a, um, is taking turns. When one person dies, 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 the second, the second person takes, takes over. So, um, and, uh, there are 24 stages in this game altogether, um, which usually consists of, like, four normal platforming stages, uh, like a boss fight at the end, uh, um, and you have a um, uh, a mini game of Santa, like Santa flying around, um, flying up and down, like in his uh, like in his sled, uh, time you know trying to time dropping presents like down like chimneys. It's nice that they added that because they could have just made it some kind of generic platformer and sent it out. Oh yeah, but sure. But they actually took time, like, oh hey, all these presents you collected, mm. like now you can actually throw them down the chimneys of the kids' houses. Right. And boy, I. Th- I, I did pretty poorly, but not as bad as I do in Paperboy, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, basic gameplay of the game is that you have Santa Claus. Uh, you move him around uh, the stages. Um, usually going left to right. There's some up-to-down movement. Some the stages also. Um, and you're... So you're like using your using your using your attack attack ability to defeat enemies. And you're also using it to open up presents. Um, some presents contain elves that need to be freed. What exactly freeing the elf does never explained to you. I'm not really quite sure. I think that um I I think the only bonus the bonus of bonus of freeing elves like to give you points. So did you see anything from doing that, George? Besides, I think it just I think it's just points. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, some of the presents uh will contain. I uh, send the presents like retain items, uh, to which we'll cover here in a, uh, on in a moment. Some of the, uh, some of the presents contain bombs, which are, uh, uh, which will like, you have a, you have a few seconds uh, to get away from it before, you know, before it goes boom. It's so. a good thing that it was marked like red because the red is the presents that you have to open. Right. If Santa just picked it up and like put it and just dropped it in some kid's chimney, mm-hmm. oh boy, uh, their day would be ruined. Well, there are presents of different colors too, because like certain yes. colors are worth more points. So, um, and the game keeps count at the top of the screen of how many presents you found, uh, like each stage, and however many presents you have determines how many presents you have av- that you're available to you to drop down chimneys uh, during the uh, during the next day of flying mini stage. Don't forget, sometimes these presents also open up to enemies. Yep, gotta be and careful like about that too. Fun. So. Uh, yeah. What can you find in the presents? Well, you can find bells, which act as checkpoints. Uh, very nice. 
Uh, just touch that and you die because it's like a one hit, like a one hit death game. So um, to be, should be get killed by an enemy or, or fall down, uh, 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 like fall down to a hole or, or whatnot, and you have to, and you, uh, uh, like, and you have to start again your new life. If you touch the bell, you'll go back to that point. So we already covered bombs. So uh, exit stars are what you need to do to leave the stage. Sometimes they're contained in presence. Sometimes they're found doors. Sometimes. And sometimes there's hanging, uh, like hanging there, like in midair. Um, so um, there's um, so just the exit, the exit stars. The exit stars always there compared to some other games. We have to do certain conditions to be able to leave a stage. So you can go through the stage as fast as fast or slow as you want to, which is very nice because you can like play the well, game at your own speed. I mean, there's also there's there's a level where you need to rush because the basement's flooding. But yes. yeah, yeah, most stages. Uh, I think that but, was called basement flood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. The stage names are pretty cute. You're pretty cute. So we'll get to that. You like in a moment. Um, uh, extra lives, uh, which even like you know like extra lives, of course. Um, I really um, stocked up on those babies. Right. There is the there is a power up which will a power up which will change Santa's magic attack from ice to fire. Um, and the fires needed to be able to melt, like melt walls to free reindeer sometimes, uh, like to defeat like certain enemies. Um, there is a health bar in this game, um, but you, but you'd be forgiven if you don't realize, uh, I realized that at first. What I said is true at the start of the game, because you can't find hats also, which will also like add on to Santa's health. So that will allow you to be able to take some hits. And finally, the most unique and kooky item that you can get in this game, coffee, which turns Santa into the anti-claws. Um, this is weird. <laughs> I, yeah, when I, when I first picked up the coffee, I was like, what's going on? Wait, is he growing horns? What's going on here? Yeah, Santa pretty much gets possessed by his, uh, dark, dark, uh, his dark side when he has the... I would do it the effect of the coffee. Uh, the sprite changes. The music. The sprite changes. The the the, uh, the, uh, the music changes uh, to a very unique uh, anti claws theme. Um, he won't be able to use magic attacks or presence or presence in this form. Um, however, the main advantage the main advantage lies in this form um, is that he's invincible. So you just simply just I uh, so just like like uh, plow enemies uh, to attack them. Oh, I didn't know that. That's... Yeah. That's good to know. I was just like, oh, wait, I, I, I can't run into that guy. Yeah. I got to wait and uh, hit him. Right. Yeah. He actually uses a sack uh, to attack enemies in this form, which is a cute touch. Yeah. But you also cannot pick up uh, presents. Yeah. True. The power. And this is also and this sounds like a very interesting, like a interesting thing. The default setting for the how long the coffee power up lasts is 30 seconds. However, in the option menu, before you start the game, you can change that to 20 or 10 seconds if you want to. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. It is. Most games, I can't think, I, yeah, I can't think, uh, um, I can't think of any other, I can't think of too many other games that allow that. It's a pretty, like, unique feature. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty odd. Um, there, so there's a, there's a, flex, there's a, like, flex, there's a continuous system, like, in the game. Uh, there's also, uh, there's also a password. Uh, um, uh, like, when you die, uh, like, given a password, which is, which is pretty simpler, and it's it shorter, it's shorter than Super NES version of the game, is as, like, opposed to, like, opposed to Genesis version. So, that'll take you to whatever stage that you left off at. But, uh, um, and uh, yeah, I, we already mentioned the gameplay a little bit. Um, like I said, 
Most stages, you can kind of take at your own pace because the Exit Star is always there. You're encouraged to poke around a little bit to find presence um, and to be able to click power-ups, but... Especially the first level. Yes. Yep. Wow. But but uh, some stages are very short. Um, there's... Um, I looked at several... Um, I looked at several walkthroughs, uh, walkthroughs of, uh, of, um, of people playing the game online on YouTube for both Genesis and Super NES versions, and just normal gameplay took them anywhere from 45 minutes to 60 minutes to do to finish the game, and speed runs can be done like half an hour. So this is so it's like it's not a very long game, no. but uh, you know, but again, you know, it's aimed toward kids. So, but uh, um. um uh, the graphics of this game are very good, I think, and it really helps really fit the whole theme of the game, like overall. Um, sprites are uh, the, uh, the sprites and the whole stage graphics are like all very like bright and cartoony, uh, like are very vivid. Uh, Santa Claus is much thinner and younger than he's usually depicted to be. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he has a um, his beer gut is very small in this game compared to how he's usually like portrayed as. So, which kind of makes sense if somebody's doing all this, like running, like running around and jumping and jumping and like a whatnot. Um, and he has a sack, uh, on a sack, a sack on him, like as well as a suit, which is nice. So, um, the, the Santa Sprite's pretty big, but not like, you know, too big. Uh, there's, there's a, so there's a pretty good selection of enemies. Uh, some enemies, you know, some enemies that you recognize, like penguins and some other enemies, you're like, what the heck is this thing? But I feel um, like every stage you go, you see at least one new enemy. True. Yeah. And that's that's really nice because uh, there are a lot of games out there right. that'll just reuse the same assets and maybe just, oh, we'll change this to <laughs> purple now or right. we'll just change. But no, like there, I think there's a few different kinds of like RC planes and there's tanks yeah. and there's... Yeah. A bunch of stuff. The theme for each stage is different. It's different also because there are different right. locations like for each stage. I mean, like some. I mean, I mean, there's houses outside, caves, forests, uh, basements, like you know, whole different kinds of uh, uh, like your stage variety. I'm just uh, wondering why Santa's going through caves and people's basements that are <laughs> that are flooding. He's trying to find the presents. <laughs> I, I guess, but uh, there's some, there's some, there's uh, there's some nice parallax growing in this game. Uh, like for example, in stage one, you can see this, uh, you know, there's windows in Santa's Santa's house where you can see like, uh, uh, we see like snowing, uh, like in the windows. Nice touch. Um, you know, there is some, uh, you know, other stages. You know, other stages have like you know like the background scrolling by at different speeds. It's your difference between like whatnot. Um, graphically, this game's pretty good. Uh, like you know, it really fits the whole theme of the game. As, um, as far uh, you know, as far as having like a very like festive holiday theme. Like I said, you know, very bright, very vivid colors. Um, like you know, very cutesy. Right. So the music also is it. The music also is the same way. Um, uh, like it's like a pretty good soundtrack. Uh, it's a mix of uh, the, uh, the soundtrack's a mix of like remixes, re remixes of Christmas music and uh, like along like original pieces that sound like they could be holiday music. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. So I mean, it's not it's not top notch. It, um, you know, uh, the soundtrack the soundtrack is not one the soundtrack is not one that's going to be humming outside of the game. Yeah. But in the scope of the game, like it works very well. It, you know, the soundtrack. Um, I think I, I think I, um, I think, think the soundtrack fits very well to this game. It didn't super stand out with me, but yeah. I mean, I noticed it, and yeah. it was like, yeah, no, this music really fits the game. Yeah. And um, 
it's it's not bad. I've yeah. most definitely heard worse. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, stage one music in Santa's, on Santa's house, for example, like is a remix of Jingle Bells. Yeah, it sounded familiar. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so basic gameplay is you have like uh, like I said before, there's like you know there's four stages pretty much. Um, uh, when you have to fight the evil snowman, uh, fighting at each one. That's usually that's usually that's usually that's usually just a task of like trying to, to make sure to avoid his attacks and hitting in the right spot. Uh, like your fight your magic. Uh, finally go off to the uh, you know the mini game that we talked about before, where you're moving Santa, uh, where you can move Santa's sleigh up and down, left and right, across the sky, whatever country you're in at the time. Uh, the countries, the you know, countries, countries that you get to visit during the mini stages are England, Russia, Japan, um, and the USA. And you're That's trying to, some weird selection. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and and you're just trying to and and you're, um, you're just, and you're just trying to just time the time to push the button to drop presents like to pre- presents like other chimneys. Um, it's a good thing it, you know, it's a good thing to come to the stage of extra presents because I oftentimes thought something was a chimney flag and it wasn't, so I'd be dropping off. Like I wasted a whole bunch of presents like these stages. <laughs> I hear you. I'm like, oh, that wasn't a chimney. Oh well. How about this thing? It bites a chimney? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, they'll find their present on the roof of their building. Oh, boy. Um, Santa's so. making you work for this one. <laughs> and, you know, the only benefit about this is points, because it's points, because, like, you know, like, the more points you get, um, you know, like, in most arcade-style games, when you get X number of points, they can get an extra life. So... Uh, that's the main bonus of doing that. Plus, I, I like the mini stages, the flying mini stages. Like they're a nice break up of the, you know, they're, so they're a nice break up to the game action. And that sounds. I'm going to take it as being an indication that you agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you had something else to say. No, no. So, um, yep. So, um, each stage starts off with like um, a small little graphic showing Santa doing this kind of like Santa thing that he'd be doing like on stage. Uh, like along with the name of the stage, some um, uh, uh, the name of the stage kind of gives you a hint. He'll give you a hint as to what you're going to be doing like on stage as far as the location goes. Um, you know, if uh, you have like you know ice, you know ice cave, wood factory, uh, winter waters, gift wrapping department, uh, uh, louse the mouse, uh, creepy basement, and so on and so on. So. Uh, with the final stage, like being the battle, uh, I mean the beat, yeah, with the final stage, like being the final battle of, you know, against the evil snowman. Um, the game starts off with a little bit of voice. Um, uh, there's a, there's Santa laughing and he says like Merry Christmas, young title screen, nice touch. So, um, so overall, like I said, the difficulty of this game is definitely aimed toward kids. It's kind of an easy platformer. Uh, that's not to say it's ridiculously easy. There are some toward the toward, toward the toward the last stage of the game. There are some tricky time jumps you got to do, um, and some of the boss monsters get a little bit harder to beat. But still, this game I feel like this game is really aimed toward like people of the eight to eight to twelve uh, uh, like range uh, as far as like, you know like playing. So which makes sense for it being a Christmas game. It's interesting because it's one of those games for kids, but it's also one of those games that. Um, anyone could go out and play. Oh yeah, definitely. It's not like super geared towards kids, which is like basically the problem with modern games now. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think an adult probably could have some fun playing this game. Oh um, yeah, no, I can definitely yeah. see the. You know, like, um, you know, I 
like you know, uh, like anybody who wants like a relatively easy platform game that's very cute and lighthearted, uh, I definitely recommend it. Go check this one out, um, especially if you suck at platform games. Um, Hello. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't gonna like name any name names here, so um, yeah, I beat this game uh, after like you know playing it. Do 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 you have to? I mean, do you have to play? Do you have to play it? Do playing it like for a few hours? Um, um, how far in the game did you get, George? Uh, I think I was around halfway or more. Mm. Yeah, I I uh, I got a little busy this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, it's fine. But uh, um, so um, so like I said, the Genesis version of this game came out first, and it's very, very similar, like similar, like similar to the Super NES version of the game. Um, because I did play that one for a little bit, to, uh, you a little bit to compare it. The controls are just as easy. Um, and it, uh, um, um, just responds to the Genesis version, uh, version as it is as it is in the Super NES one. Um, there's more sound effects. Sound effects. Genesis version for some reason. Uh, for example, for example, the Genesis version, there's uh, there's a sound effect that plays um, whenever you want the present. It's not you know it's not you know it's not present like the Super NES version. Ah, I see what you did there. It's not <laughs> present. Oh, well, it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I I played a little bit of the Genesis version. It is. There are a few different things, but it yeah. is almost exactly the yeah. same. So. The graphics, the graphics are almost the same. Uh, the Super NES version just looks a little tiny bit better, I think. But the Genesis version is still pretty graphically, geographically impressive. Um, the music, I don't think, sounds as good on the Genesis version. Um, I, I, it's so weird because. I like a few songs better on the Genesis version, but then for the most part, um, I like the SNES music yeah. better. Well, the Genesis title screen uh, with that with the Genesis the Genesis title the Genesis the title screen voice with like Santa laughing saying Merry Christmas on just you know uh, like the Genesis version that sounds creepy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean the Genesis the Genesis sound is all farts anyway. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> but um, let's build the hate. <laughs> so, I mean, I really don't think it matters which version you play to, 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 to which version of this game that you play. Um, you know, um, you know the two versions, as you might expect, uh, like many programmers, programmer uh, common enough to, to, to do this. Um, the two versions, uh, the two versions, the two versions, two are very close. So, uh, yeah. but um, like I said, the Super NES version has a slightly better graphics. Genesis version has better sound, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a white. Yeah, it's a wash. So, but they. Um, so um, there is a there is a there is a there is a level of like code like this game. Um, uh, uh, if you have a title screen, if you push B A down left A and then start, you'll be able to pick the stage you start on. So you can use that just hop ahead in the game if you want to. Um, so um, and they uh, and they. And so, like I mentioned before, uh, the game never got released in North America because the Sons of USA uh, closing their offices, offices, just to, offices. Uh, you know, just the game's getting ready to like, be released. Um, there, um, the the ROM is, is available, however, and there are a couple people on eBay who have who have who have taken the ROM and um, and put it onto repro carts. So, uh, um, so there were some copies recently sold on eBay. There's some copies down there currently available, and the price, um, you know, the price for the repros is uh, the, 
um, exactly the same um, because it's the buy now fixed price, uh, regardless of who actually is selling it. Uh, Forty bucks. Like going to pick up your repro cards. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> well, considering how much the Genesis version goes for, <laughs> how much does the Genesis version go for? Like I said, that version was Beast and Destroyer only, so the average price of that one's like the average price. The average price of that one, like around one hundred fifty dollars. No, thank you. Times two. <laughs> so, and the Super NES version of this game, like I said, only got released in a. Um, um, uh, I'm sorry. That yeah, that's yeah, that's super nice version. The Genesis version of the game is a little bit cheaper because that version only got released in two countries. Uh, it's not much cheaper, so it's like around sixty to hundred dollars usually. So yeah, I don't but, think so, so. This is the cheapest way to get a. So the repo is the, the repo is the cheapest way to get the game. Maybe you want a physical copy, but um, you know. So but uh, this is probably a game you're encouraged to play. You know, play by emulation if you want to. That, as long as you're okay with that, and they, um, so I was thinking before, uh, this is definitely this is definitely one of the only uh, Christmas-themed games to actually get a full-scale commercial release because usually Christmas is not really a holiday that I think I, th- I think most people would say Christmas probably is not something that you turn uh, turn to a game very well, at least not like a full-scale. Full asking price commercial game. I mean, there are a bunch of Christmas themed games out there if you want to. Uh, for example, for, for example, several years ago, there was a um, uh, there was a there was a web based game called uh, uh, originally designed as a web based game called Elf. Do you call it Elf Bowling, which is uh, which just has like Santa Claus using like um, uh, 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 bowling with the elves as pins. That's pretty cute. Um, and that game is also available, like available now for mobile, like in DS platforms. If, uh, platforms you want to you pick up that way. But and of course, there is the famous expansion of Knights um, that also has Christmas theme to it. I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. So, um, but as far as like, uh, but as far as like you know, going to a store paying full price. For a game that is that for play for game theme or Christmas, this may be one of the only games out there. So it's definitely like a pretty like doing like unique game. Yeah. And um, and so final thoughts for the most part, I think it works. I mean, the programmers, the programmer clearly, I, I, I think the programmer did a you know, very like, the programmer did a very good job in pulling off they want to do um you know like i said before like it's a very lighthearted, uh, like very cutesy uh kid-friendly uh, platform game that that uh, uh that just reeks of christmas um you, you know like in a good way too i mean like you know it i mean it, i i mean your spirits kind of lacking this season this playing this game kind of playing this game you know, could definitely have to put you in the mood uh because of the you know the themes present here the you know and the music and the music being used and that kind of stuff um, like I said before, aim toward kids. So if you have kids out there, definitely uh, show them this game. Um, you know, you know they probably enjoy it. Um, but I think there's enough here present that adults can at least have. Um, you know, adults can have some fun playing this game like at least once. Um, you know, it's kind of nice to kind of. It's kind of nice to have like a very a very kind of easy themed game sometimes. You just kind of like you know breathe through it uh, without having to break a sweat, especially a platformer game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to add some stuff. Sure. Uh, one of the biggest problems I have with the game is that uh, the your Santa is way too far on the screen, uh, and when the camera moves, it's like he's like about eighty percent across the screen, and and uh, it's kind of hard to 
get yourself ready for enemies, and it's hard to figure out where platforms are because the camera, uh, the camera is so fixated on what's behind Santa and not in front of him. So, uh, which that game could really learn from uh, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> because uh, that that was done really well. Um, that was basically the only problem I had because there were some parts where you had to like really pay attention or maybe maybe just take a, a leap of faith because it's just like. I don't see the next platform, I guess I'm just gonna run and jump it, but I have to say it's pretty good on uh, the jumping aspect because there will be gaps, and if you run and jump you'll actually go well over the gap. Uh, and I know a lot of platformers where some of them, if you're not perfect or close to perfect, you're gonna miss it. Uh, yeah. so it, I, you know, that's pretty good itself. Also, uh, when you press down on the D-pad, uh, Santa goes into his hat, <laughs> which is a really cool thing. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very cute crouching animation. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and Evil Santa, or whatever he's called, uh, he jumps anti. into his sack. Yeah, Anti-Santa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anti-Santa. Anti I'm gonna go meet my Anti-Santa uh, for Christmas. Um, yeah, no, uh, he jumps into his sack. And it's really cool, because you could also walk around while, like, in this this state. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, you know... Um, yeah, the, the only complaint I may have with this game... Is, like I said, the stages, um, your stages are kind of like short sometimes. Like, you know, I think some of the, um, I, I don't think that the length, the length needed to finish a stage is not balanced very well. Because I said some stages are very short since short and we can like burst through, you you, you burst through in a minute. Uh, other stages, the other stages, you'll take you, you'll go like, you know, five minutes to, to go through. There was um, one or two stages where I was sitting there and I had to think like, we're, where do I go now? And one of them was like, oh, I have to wait for a platform that's going up and yeah, down. Yeah. And another one was just like, hey, just <laughs> just jump around and find it. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess. Finding the stars that you, uh, the stars to leave a stage also can sometimes be difficult because you're uh, because I said before, it's it's different stage where the star is. Um, so you don't really know, okay, is the star going to be the, okay, okay, where's the star going to be in the stage? Is the star in a pit? Is the star on a door? Is the star in a present? Like, where is it? Right. So, um, because, because, you know, it's not like, again, it's not like, again, like using the Mario example, um, the staircase, you know, the staircase, the staircase, the flagpole, it's not, it's not consistent in every stage, like where it is. Mm -hmm. So that can, so that can be a little bit, a little bit frustrating. But like I said, my complaints with this game are pretty minor. I think all, I, um, you know, I think all in all, um, what, the, like what the programmers are trying to do, this is very, like very playable, like very, uh, uh, you know, very playable, like very kid friendly, like a very like cute and whimsy Christmas theme game. Yeah. So, and there's not really too many other games out there based on holidays. So this one's, uh, this one's like very unique. I I have nothing else to add. <laughs> um. So um. So um. Yeah. So uh. So would you call this one of your favorite platformers, George? Because the because of the easy difficulty level? Nope. <laughs> I actually got uh, kind of bored playing this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of how easy that it was? Uh, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess that might be why. I should have had, like, um, yeah, 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 there should have been, like, a choice of difficulty levels in the option menu and for uh, menu, because they could have done, they, they could have made... 
It's because they had like a you know, kid friendly mode, like a more like challenging adult mode. But actually, there is a difficulty selector. Oh yeah, you're right. There is. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's just easy, medium, hard, or something like that. I didn't play it in hard, like a hard. I left it to normal. In normal, I can't imagine hard being that much more difficult though. Yeah. Probably just like in like a few more enemies. Enemies probably do like more damage to you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Probably yeah, that makes sense. So. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you once again for joining us on this podcast, and thank you again always for podcasting like me, George. Um, yep. I, um, I hope you did not regret this choice of a game. Like I said before, I was, uh, I mean, I'm the one who picked this game because I, because I said I was curious about it ever since I curious about it uh, because I remember hearing that very positive, positive, uh, con- uh, that positive, uh, like discussion about the game a couple years ago on a podcast. I want to check it out. So uh, I'm glad I did. I enjoyed playing it. So I, uh, so I hope you had a very similar experience, George. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of these games that we cover, I haven't really heard of or even tried. And uh, just to trying to experience them is is really interesting in the first place. It doesn't matter if I don't mm-hmm. like it or not. Uh, just taking a look at the art assets mm-hmm. and, you know, how people put this game together is, is really interesting. Um, did you kind of have a European feel to this game playing it? Because playing it because I know some people complain about not really uh, yeah I mean like, it's, like some people out there complain about European design games what's a and, what's a European feeling game you know uh just kind of a game that has a very certain look and feel to it that you know the um uh you can usually tell when a game is designed by a European company because of the certain platformer tricks and tactics that are being used in the game uh, or, or uh, like some of the, or some of the, uh, just just generally, you know, you you just just generally just generally looking to feel the game. Uh, like for example, do you remember playing? Um, oh, what was that game we did uh, a while back? Like the guest host. Uh, oh, for Samurai. Uh, that oh was also boy. yeah. That was very European. <laughs> see, I could see it for that game, but for this yeah. game, if you if you said it was like american developed or even just oh hey this is canadian developed like you know it, it looks it it just it doesn't really have i don't know i i would believe that it would be american developed no i agree definitely i mean like you know i i, I think you know maybe maybe some people can sense it but i sense it but i really couldn't like in this case so you know like if you're one of the folks out there who's kind of turned off European design games for like one reason or another, um, by all means check this game out because this game really doesn't fit the kind of Europe-centric um, um, uh, ideas that you know some games, some games like this type uh, have, like for sure. And uh, um, yeah. I'm um, I'm curious. Well, the, the main reason the main reason nobody heard about this game is because, like I said, the very limited release. Genesis version two, two countries, Super Nintendo version one country only. So, um, I think if this game had gotten released in the U.S., it probably would have done fairly okay. Um, being a very themed game, it probably would have sold, 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 for, sold well for Christmas season, and then that was it. So, I don't think this game would have helped Sunsoft stave off bankruptcy of its U.S. Uh, of its U.S. office uh, for sure. But um, no, I think this game could have. Could have sold fairly well if they had come out in the states. Yeah, it seems like it. It's it's pretty polished. I mean, there's a few problems, but hey, you know, every game has its. Yeah, own by problems. all accounts, this game was finished, like ready to be released. So, I mean, the programmer, uh, I mean, the programmer, there, there's an interview of the programmer that like on a lot that you can find, and he said, you know, he said, yeah, this game is finished, ready to go. But sometimes USA shut down, shut down my operations. Uh, you just be the game could be printed. 
So, um, um, so curiously enough, the repos, the repos that the repos being sold online are are, are cart only. Uh, there are pictures out there of what the U.S. box was going to look like, but the but the people didn't bother making up boxes. They only uh, 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 they only made up a label based off the uh, based off the box picture. So this one's cart only compared to like some other repos out there. Curious. So anyway, um, for our next game, um, that is to be determined because uh, I'm going to be on vacation for appropriate of Christmas um, uh, during our uh, during the window in which we normally normally record and release and release our record and release like our next episode. So um, it's possible George may have a special episode for you guys. Uh, like in the meantime. this is my show now. <laughs> <laughs> or it's possible that we. Um, uh, um, or it's possible that we may not um, uh, record again uh, um, until I get back at the New Year's. For the so. whole episode, we're going to talk about how great the Master System is. And it's going to be a wonderful episode. I'll bring you on an amazing journey. And no, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> we'll so, have a yeah. game. We'll have a game for you. Yeah, those plans. Those plans are still up in the air at this point uh, as of recording this. So, like stay, uh, so stay tuned. So, uh, but we do. But, uh, but, uh, but hopefully, but, 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 uh, but hopefully, hopefully, in the next few months to come, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have a couple. A couple, a couple more um, uh, uh, guest hosts uh, coming on the podcast with us. So that'd be cool. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, etc., uh, please contact us on our Facebook page, um, or you can also send your, you can also send me an email directly to the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. We are a proud member of both the Retro Junkies and Throwback Network um, uh, networks, where you can find a whole bunch of other retro retro themed shows, both gaming and non gaming related. And by all means, please please like and review us on iTunes because I very much appreciate it. Uh, George, how can somebody like contact you? Well, uh, if you use the the Twitters uh, that these kids are using, uh, they're sending their their twits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh, at Mister Chief. That's at M I S T U R C H E E F. I'm getting really good at the spelling thing. I just do it like every <laughs> podcast I'm on. Um, yeah, and uh, hey, don't forget to check out my stuff too. I do um, Master System Masterpieces, which is a Master System podcast. And for the non-family friendly stuff, I do the Box Fort and PlayStation Power with uh, Greg here. We cover PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games. Yes, we do. So, um, you know, always fun like podcasting that one as well. So. Oh, yes. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you again very much out there um, for listening to the podcast. As always, as always, like your support is very much appreciated. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes, Merry Christmas and you know what? Just Happy Holidays because I'm sure there's another uh, thing out there, another holiday that started, and I don't know about it. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, etc. Wait, Hanukkah, 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 what? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thank you again for your support everybody out there and take care bye Nintendo controls 80% of the video market but no matter how you play the game or which game you play things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man now you're playing with power 
Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-